0: Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light and live from Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street in Dayton. Stop by after the game for delicious food and 24 beers on tap. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light. Here's to the beer you can always count on. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. Call in with your comments or questions, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 in News957 W H I O. Now, here's your host, John Bedell.
1: Hey everybody, welcome into Flanagan's Pub for the first time this afternoon. I'm John Bedell. My partner tonight is former Flyer, Still Great, Brooks Hall. And you're you, Flyer fans, here for Flyer feedback. Dayton a winner, 7267. A couple of things here. First of all, Jalen Crutcher, he passes the eye test. Jordan Davis, still good at basketball. Back off the ledge, you guys. And thirdly, Dayton, uh, winners of six in a row now, Brooks. 72-67, avenging uh, the double losses to UMass last year. And uh, as I said in the Bud Light postgame show, an incredibly mediocre UMass program as of late has been a tremendous thorn in Dayton's side uh, for many, many years. But not today. They uh, they got one out, Brooks, in what was a, a rock fight at times. And they come away 72-67, and they're now 3-0 to keep pace atop the a 10 standings.
2: Yeah, and, and six straight. And... I'm really happy for Jordan Davis. You know, people were were turning their back on him, and he can't shoot. How quickly we forget he was our best shooter last year. And you, you just, as we keep saying, you don't forget how to shoot. He's just in a slump. The shooters go through slumps. So, man, for him to make 13 three-pointers in the last two games, yeah. uh, man, I couldn't be happier for him. Man, and the team, The team's playing well.
1: He was seven of 11 in the GW game and saved their heinies with 25 in that win, uh, coming out of that 22-point hole. And he was six of eight from beyond the arc today at Brooks for. Uh, 21 points, three rebounds, and two assists. Not trying to take a victory lap, but it's what we call in this business a back sell. We told everybody to calm the hell down for some of these people who wanted to, you know, just, I guess, cut Jordan Davis or whatever. But he's a shooter. Shooter, shoot. Is he streaky? Sometimes, sure. But when he's on, we said he was going to be fine, and he's contributed to – I don't think he won these last two games without Jordan Davis, Brooks, in 25 and 21 today. And then Jalen Crutcher uh, with his – onions shall we say <laughs> uh continues to be yeah. clutch with that with that key three with under a minute left and this the scoochie you know what's his yeah. torch has been passed to jailer no i agree now. i agree and,
2: <laughs> and finishing up on davis yeah, davis the only thing he hasn't been doing well is shooting if you're actually watching the game he's been playing well he defends his butt off he rebounds he plays hard I mean, he just he hasn't been knocking down shots so so now that he's making shots, people are saying he's playing well. He's been playing well. He just hasn't been making shots. So right. that's one thing. And, and then as far as, as as Crutcher or Clutcher as people are starting to call him, yeah. young know, I man, he's he's one of the best players in the league, and and not just regardless of position. He's one of the best players yep. in the league. And and we talked about it before we came on. He just impacts the game at so many different levels. He can impact the game defensively. He can score the ball. He can set his teammates up. He, he he's just. He's probably the most valuable player um, on, on yeah. the team, and that's not to take anything away from Cunningham or the other guys, but but definitely, if you don't, if you remove uh, Crutcher from the squad, it's a different look.
1: A flyer feedback investigation has revealed Jalen Crutcher passes the eye test, <laughs> and Josh Cunningham getting back to form. Brooks yeah, after yeah, a not yeah. so Josh Cunningham-like effort against GW, they double teamed him, took him out of that game, but 15 and 7 from Cunningham, and then also. Trey Landers chipping in with a key 11, including some clutch free throws just after that yep. Jalen Crutcher three to ice the game uh, in the closing seconds with 13 and a half seconds left.
2: Yeah, and, and Cunningham, you know, again, it was not to take anything away when, when I said that, that I think Crutcher the MVP, but Cunningham will probably win player of the year if he continues at this rate. Yeah. You know, he, he's a dominant force. Um, and then Trey, he's the glue, in my opinion. There, there's... What he does doesn't show up on the box score. He, he's he's a tough guy. He, he's a he's a guy that the team feeds off of he gets the gritty rebounds um, he, He's just their toughness kind of kind of the guy they feed off of as far as physicality goes that kind of thing So, you know, it, what's scary is we're doing this with six six and a half, you know, seven guys Cohill, and i reason I say six and a half Cohill doesn't get a lot of minutes. Yeah, you know So really we're going six and a half deep um, and, and man, it's just impressive what they're doing
1: a couple ways you can join us, Flyer fans, you can tweet me at jbedellwhio. I may read your tweet on the air, or you can call us up at 457-1290. Or if you're joining us here at Flanagan's, you can use the Budline mic, and that's where we'll go right now, Bob
3: and Dayton. Hey, Happy New Year's, guys. You know, hey, I have to wonder, if we'll be looking back after this season and look at that Georgia Southern game, and particularly the extended uh, coach-to-player intercourse time uh, uh, after the game, and, and see that maybe that might have been a turning point for the season, because uh, before that, uh, myself included, I really felt like there was a problem with the Flyers finishing ball games. Now, I think we've got three examples of where they've actually played uh, a full game. Now, admittedly, tonight was a little bit rougher, but they still finished, and it, it got the W, and. Uh, uh, you know, you, you have to wonder if maybe we've got some momentum building going into the conference uh, uh, schedule.
2: Yeah, for sure we have momentum. And, and, and what I think is what you're seeing is that non-conference schedule paying off. The non-conference schedule was tough. It, it was a really tough schedule. We were we were very tested. We're battle-tested now. So you learn from your non-conference, so you're, you're prepared for your conference play. That's what you're seeing. So those, those games that we didn't finish in the non-conference but playing against high-caliber teams – Th- this team is very, very confident right now. They, they feel like they're better than everybody they play because they played some of the best. And so you're seeing that kind of come into play right now.
1: And hey, Bob, you got another question? We've got to hold it for after break because I got uh, music on my ear, which means we got to take a break and pay some bills. John Baddell, Brooks Hall, and you, Flyer fans, here for Flyer feedback. Dayton winners seventy-two, sixty-seven. Feedback continues on the other side of this break, right here on the home of the Flyers.
0: This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
3: Disputes between businesses can go on for a long time and legal fees can be exorbitant. Many times, a third party is needed to help reach an agreement. This is John Rosemeyer with the law firm of Pickrell, Schaefer, and Ebeling. I've been working with Miami Valley businesses across all markets. I can help resolve business disputes without going to court through alternative dispute resolutions, such as mediation. Contact us at pselaw.com or 223-1130. Personal attention, experience, results, what you can expect from Pickrell, Schaefer, and Ebeling.
4: Hi, this is Larry Hanskin. Catholic Social Services of the Miami Valley strengthens individuals and families in need through acts of faith, service and charity. We're talking with Laura Resch, CEO of Catholic Social Services Miami Valley. Catholic Social Services, Laura, serves a a really large region, serving 10 counties in all. I would imagine you see a a lot of variety in your work. What, What kind of challenges does that present?
5: Yes, and each community has unique challenges which change over time and also incredible assets that we can build upon as well. Our mission, though, is timeless and our mission never changes and it's rooted in the gospel call to love and care and serve. Neighbors in need, and how we do that may change, but the mission itself is perfect, and it never changes.
4: So Laura, how can people help?
5: We would invite uh, all your listeners, Larry, to visit www.cssmv.org, make a gift of financial support or join our team of 350 dedicated, awesome volunteers who help bring our mission to life every day.
6: Whether you're running errands or running in the park, don't let joint pain stop you. Kettering Health Network's orthopedic team can help you do more. Your goals are the priority. Trust us to get you back into action for a Appointments: visit ketteringhealth.org/ortho. That's ketteringhealth.org/ortho. Or call 1-844-228-6683 and do more with the orthopedic team at Kettering Health Network.
0: AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO is part of the iHeartRadio network. You can hear AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO anywhere, anyplace, anytime, on your smartphone or any other device. It's easy and it's free. Just download the iHeartRadio app and look for WHIO in Dayton. Then you'll be able to hear us around the world. The station that the Miami Valley relies on for news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app.
5: Tonight, temperatures dropping off and we'll drop as low as about 20 degrees in Dayton by the time we get into tomorrow morning. That's going to lead to a possible refreeze of any roads that have snow left on them or just melted snow that was left from the day before. As we go throughout the day on Monday, starting off with clouds, but we're clearing out as the day goes on. So a good amount of sunshine in the afternoon. We'll look at a high temperature on Monday of 30 degrees before colder temperatures move in on Monday night, dropping all the way to 16 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO.
0: You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome back into Flanagan's Pub. John Bedell, former Flyer, Brooks Hall, and you here for Flyer Feedback. Coming to you live from Flanagan's Dayton, a winner this afternoon, seventy two sixty seven. Dayton is now 9-1 and one in the friendly confines of UD Arena this season. Hey, you can tweet me, at jbedellwhio. I may read your tweet on the air. You can call us up at 457-1290. Or if you're uh, one of the many people joining us here at Flanagan's Pub this afternoon, you can take advantage. Of the Bud Light mic, and uh, we're going to go back there now to Bob and Dayton. You got cut off by the break. Bob. Okay,
3: I'm going to try to combine two thoughts and one and get off the stage. Um, we've got VCU on Wednesday, and uh, yes, the good news is we've got momentum going in, albeit we're going on the road. The one thing that bothered me today was the foul shooting. If we shoot like that against VCU, I think we're in trouble. So, what, and I guess I turn this over to you, Brooks. If you're uh, the coach, Aside from maybe a little extra foul shooting practice, how do you focus uh, this team maybe uh, to go forward for Wednesday uh, in preparation for this big game? Because this could very well be one of the biggest games of the season.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, you can shoot as many foul shots as you want. That's a mental thing. I mean, they they practice foul shots. I mean, so you, you see it throughout the country. People struggle with foul shots. So hopefully they make the foul shots. But really preparation for this game, the ways to win on the road, it's a turnover battle, all right? Who's going to win the turnover battle? You have to make outside shots, and you have to win the battle on the boards. That's why UMass was in this game because second half they got – they made 10 three-pointers today. Yeah. We made 11. So they didn't win the three-point battle. They out-rebounded us. That's why they were in the game. So to, to focus on as far as going to VCU, got to knock down outside shots, have to take care of the basketball, and, and you have to rebound.
3: The fact that they are hitting three-pointers now is crucial. Obviously, they won against GW. I think you can make an argument they won against this team for the same reason. So, anyway, thanks again, guys. Uh, Hopefully we'll get uh, a good game on Wednesday. Go Flyers.
1: Thank you, Bob. Go Flyers and go America. Hat tip, Adam. Yeah, if you can't get up for the Richmond Rams, uh, Brooks, I don't know what to tell you. That's a big one. That's turned into a very heated rivalry, uh, particularly on the Twitter. Who, boy, does it get vicious on the Twitter with those? What does uh, VCU fans? You,
2: you don't but, like uh, you don't like them. You just called them Richmond.
1: Yeah, the Richmond Rams.
2: You won't call. You won't say. I say VCU. Okay.
1: I'm mixing in a little okay, bit. Just I got to change <laughs> it up just to change it up. You, you know really,
2: you really don't. Like. Can, explain. What's what that rival? Why do we hate VCU? Just tell me. I just think I was because the old they've, school. I they've, they've was been
1: they've been well. You think since they've come into the A10, it's yeah. been historically they've been uh, both these teams going at it for A10 titles back and forth since what? Since the 2012-13 season when they came into the league. Okay. Yeah. I'm I cool. just think it's it's brute. It's just a. I think it's a rivalry that has brewed organically because they've both been at the top right. of the conference since VCU shown up on the block. And yeah, yeah. we needed
2: someone to replace Xavier. See, I'm old school, man. I was at Xavier rivalry. I'm on. just saying, I could, I hated <laughs> Xavier. So it is, it is, yeah.
1: it is turned into a pretty intense rivalry, yes. Okay. And mm-hmm. I think one that's blossomed because they've been going at it at the top of the conference okay. really since VCU's, you know, come in here. Uh, I mentioned you can tweet me at jbdelwhio. Jump in my mentions. Aaron on Twitter says. Hey, John, this is the third game in a row we have scored 72 points. This information is useless. Just thought it was interesting nonetheless. Very good win for our Flyers. Interesting nugget uh, that Aaron uh, has uh, dug up here. Yeah, 72 wins in a row for the uh, 72, three wins in a row, 72 points each for Dayton. 72-48 over Richmond, 72-66 over GW, 72-67 over UMass. So for whatever reason, that's just been the magic number the last three as we started off a 10 play.
2: I have nothing to add.
1: Shouts to Aaron for (laughs) checking the scoreboard for us. So, Aaron, we thank you for the tweet. Uh, here on Flyer Feedback. Back to the Bud Light, Mike Leslie from Ideal Travel.
6: Hi, John. Hi, Brooks. Uh, this is going to be the last time I get to chat with you guys for 10 days because we have a really long period between home games. So just a reminder, we do have our bus trip heading to Duquesne the weekend of March the 9th, 249 per person based on double occupancy. I have just six spots confirmed um, still available for the Atlantic 10 tournament package. That is round trip air out of Dayton nonstop. That is four nights hotel accommodations, your choice of Brooklyn or Manhattan. We have options for each. Ground transfers, as far as getting you from the airport to your hotel and back at the end. And uh, you're, you know, so basically air, transfers, lodging, game tickets. You're looking starting price, 11.75 plus tax per person. And uh, we're going to be probably 10 days from now releasing some information about travel to Maui for the Maui Invitational coming up next November. Uh, But if you want information a little sooner than that, you may want to be on my email list. So if you shoot me an email at flyerfans, that's plural, flyerfans flyerfans at sbcglobal.net, we can get you on that. You can also check out our website at idealtraveldayton.com, which we update. Eh, semi-regularly with information about our packages but nonetheless if you don't send me an email I'll be back on your microphone in 10 days go Flyers.
1: Thank you Leslie and Brooks it's good to see them keep this momentum going because you kind of worried about a letdown after that after that uh, great comeback win at GW that you were there for in Foggy Bottom last week and coming in again with the UMass team that historically has not been the series has not been kind to Dayton and you know the potential of possibly looking ahead to VCU on Wednesday. A big matchup going to Richmond for that road game. Uh, but th- here they are keeping the mo- momentum going, and there's a big difference with the way so far in the very early goings, the top of this a 10 has been shaken out between 3-0 and and 2-1 and heading into Wednesday against VCU.
2: Yeah, and, and basketball is a game of matchup. So this UMass team, they may not look good on paper as far as their record goes or whatever, 500 ball club, but they, they have a lot of size, they have some athleticism, and then they have a dynamic score so, so, yeah. so they're built – to give teams problems, and, and that's why they, they're able to stay competitive. But, but you mentioned going into VCU; that's the new rivalry uh, of the A10. It's easy to get up for those games. I'm sure we'll be ready to go.
1: The new rivalry. Let's let's not forget the Arch-Baron Cup with St. Louis. Oh my that, bad. That's big oh, stuff bad. too. But those two are one and two, one and one. A hey, 72-67. Dayton winner tonight. They get to 11 and five overall, and three and zero oh in the A10 play to stay atop the conference standings in the early goings of this campaign. John Bedell, former Flyer, Brooks Hall, and you here for Flyer Feedback. He continues live from Flanagan's Pub on the other side, right here on the Home of the Flyers.
0: This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.
7: Multiple victims at a motel. I'm Paul Stevens, Fox News. A shooting at a Phoenix
4: motel today, leaving one person dead, several others hurt, including the shooter, after a verbal
3: altercation. At least
7: three of them are in ex- extremely critical condition, uh, one being serious. Uh, one uh, of the victims that was shot uh, sustained a, a minor gunshot injury. It's my understanding. Uh, she's been treated here at the scene.
1: Phoenix Police Sergeant
7: Armando Carbajal is shooting victims all between 18 and 41 years old. The partial government shutdown now in day 23, making it the longest in US history. Republican Lindsey Graham says he wants to see government workers back on the job, but House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is bent on not giving the president what he wants if it does.
3: She's telling the president, even if you open up the government, I'm not going to do a deal on the wall and that's a non-starter for the president.
7: Democrat Chris Kuhn says nothing can happen until this shutdown is behind them.
3: He should reopen the
1: government and we should spend several weeks negotiating over what we can all agree on.
7: Both men on Fox News Sunday. The president indicating today he wants to make a deal, tweeting, I'm in the White House, waiting. Gernald Scott, Fox News. More smiles at the gas pump.
6: Gasoline prices are still falling. In this case, 12 cents per gallon over the past three weeks. With the national average for regular grade at the pump now 231, and it's been a crash of 66. Cents per gallon over the past 14 weeks.
4: Trilby Lundberg publishes the Lundberg Survey. The highest gas price: San Francisco at 3.46. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, the lowest at 1.88 a
1: gallon. North Carolina's Governor Roy Cooper declaring a state of emergency, helping utility crews
4: restore power more quickly to areas of his state hit hard by a winter storm. That declaration waiving certain truck rules on roads so vehicles can gain access to areas where the power is out. This is Fox News. Now the three big things you need to know. The snow is gone, but we could be dealing with refreeze. Temperatures are expected to fall into the 20s tonight. Jesse Mag will have the full forecast coming up in just a moment. As for snow totals from across the Miami Valley from yesterday's snow, Springfield is reporting just under 8 inches of snow that fell. Dayton International Airport reported a record of 6.1 inches of snow. And several churches have canceled evening services tonight. This includes Northside Baptist Church in Springfield, Greater Galilee Baptist Church in Montgomery County. Closings and delays are brought to you by Back to Business IT. You take care of your business, they take care of your IT. Go to backtobusinessit.com. You're never far from Dayton's top stories. I'm John Tisdale, WHIO Continuing News. Premier Health is proud to be the official healthcare provider for UD Athletics. As the official sports medicine provider for 42 area schools, we treat more student-athletes than anyone else in the region. From Injury prevention, treatment, and sports performance, our team of board-certified sports medicine and orthopedic physicians, athletic trainers, and rehabilitation specialists offer a comprehensive program focused on the goals of each athlete. To learn more or to find a Premier Health sports medicine specialist, visit premierhealth.com sportsmed. Premier Health, taking care to a higher level. Hear
5: ye, hear ye. I bringeth thee a message from... <clears> him, <throat> A message from the king and his new trumpeteer, Stephen. The king wishes me to convey his favor to thine team and thine tailors gate not yet he invites thee to let the bud light flow forth and he also wishes me to tell thee that he toasts thee waiteth until the end Stephen, with game day's favorite light lager and the slogan of his kingdom dilly dilly enjoy responsibly bud light beer a b st louis missouri isn't it worth knowing what's really going on with your tax dollars on your roads in your schools inside your government and in your community. Now more than ever, the source matters. Real journalism, real local impact. From the Dayton Daily News, it's worth knowing what's really going on and it's worth your support. Tonight, temperatures dropping off and we'll drop as low as about 20 degrees in Dayton by the time we get into tomorrow morning. That's going to lead to a possible refreeze of any roads that have snow left on them or just melted snow that was left from the day before. As we go throughout the day on Monday, starting off with clouds, but we're clearing out as the day goes on. So a good amount of sunshine in the afternoon. We'll look at a high temperature on Monday of 30 degrees before colder temperatures move in on Monday night, dropping all the way to 16 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO. You're listening to
0: Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back into Flanagan's Pub. John Bedell, former Flyer, Brooks Hall, and you here for Flyer feedback. Uh, Dayton a winner, seventy-two sixty-seven over UMass. Anthony Grant and company get to eleven and five on the year, and they are streaking three and zero to start a ten play. Uh, Brooks, we were talking about the VCU rivalry before the break. Sully on Twitter says, "John, tell Brooks that we hate VCU because they love to hate us." So if you think about it, it's a love-hate relationship in one way. No, I appreciate. It. I didn't understand yeah, yeah. that, but and I did it now. I would just say for for Rams fans in Richmond. Jealousy is a bad look. It's a bad look. Hey, we don't really care. 72-67 Dayton winner. Six straight now, Brooks, for this Flyers team. Uh, Jordan Davis continuing his uh, the reemergence of Jordan Davis. Here we are, 25 points against GW, 21 points again uh, today here to pace the Flyers against UMass. And as I said in the Bud Light postgame show, this Dayton team doesn't win either of the last two games without the much maligned Jordan Davis nah, as of late.
2: No, nah, and his baskets are timely. So you can make a bunch of baskets to score a bunch of, but when did you score them in, in relation to how close the game was? And at G-Dub, when he caught fire in the second half, they, they needed him. Um, and then today yeah. to make some big baskets to kind of stop momentum that, that UMass has. So he's making big baskets, but he make, he's making timely baskets.
6: Yeah.
1: And, uh, and, again, just on fire from beyond the arc, Brooks. He was incredibly efficient. He went 7 of 11 from beyond three against GW just uh, last week on Wednesday night. He was 6 of 8 from beyond the three. And, that you know, we talked about uh, – you and Larry talked about this extensively on the GW broadcast on Wednesday night, Brooks, that that was as horrible a start as you could ever hope to even see out of this Dayton team or anybody for that matter. And you talk about flipping the script. It was an A-plus start for this team today. They got right. out to an 8-0 run. And Jordan Davis, I mean, uh, Brooks, he, he was 3-3 three three from beyond the arc by the time they hit the under 12 in the first frame. So Jordan was as key as anybody to feeling that quick start after they just looked like they were wearing, you know, like, it's like they had 25-pound weights tethered to their ankles now, And I bet, on Wednesday.
2: And I bet, first of all, as far as how well he's shooting, I wonder if, if we go back and we'll probably have Doug SID look it up or something, but over a two-game stretch, most threes made in a two-game stretch, I bet. That, that's probably a record, but, but like you're saying, that was a horrible start at GW. but I was, I was there. I was with Larry for that game, and it never felt out of reach. Even being down 21, 22 points, I think it was in the first half, it didn't feel like they were out of reach. And I think that goes to that non-conference I mentioned. They, they've played better competition. So the team was poised. They didn't panic. The guy stepped up and started making plays. Uh, and then today, like you said, the opposite start, to get off to a fast start and then be able to, to withstand UMass making a run. A lot of teams, you know, that would make you panic. That would make you start forcing it and, and, and starting to get nervous. But, but this team, is, is they're, they're poised. They've played through every si- type of situation, blowouts, close games, leading, needing to come back. And, and so now they're battle-tested.
1: Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Jordan Davis over the last two games, Brooks. He is shooting, get ready for this, 13 of 19 for a Jeez. blistering 68% clip from beyond the art. Yeah, that great. is, as the kids say on the Twitter these days, <laughs> fire emoji. Like three of them. Yeah,
2: that young man's on fire. Uh,
1: and and it continues, as you mentioned, with the way this team gels. It's like Larry and I were talking about, uh, I believe, in the newsroom after uh, on Thursday morning after the GW win, and that it's incredible what happens when you've got everybody on this team pulling in the same direction. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about extensively last year how that was not the case. There was Tremendous amounts of, I can't use the word to describe it, I want to, but just silliness going on in that locker room last year. And uh, to Anthony's credit, you know, he set a tone last year establishing this culture, and it continues to jump off the page this year that this team, Brooks, likes playing for each other. And it's – like, you know, last year's team, they would have folded at at GW. They would have been comfortable just making it respectable and losing. Not this team. Not this year's edition. I mean, like, they're continuing to do the little things that impress me. Like, something that Larry talked about on the air in his postgame comments with Anthony at Foggy Bottom when he walks out at GW Brooks. He's soaked because those guys doused him in water in celebration after the game. Again, that's something that, like, this team's gelling, and it's little things like that that show me. You got everybody back to pulling in the same direction. They've established this culture. And I said before the season on these airwaves, you cannot overestimate what sending those five guys packing was going to do for this team. They're gelling, they're playing together, it's more cohesive, and it continues to jump off the court. And you're seeing it in the results they're putting up so far. Nah,
2: John, you make you make great points. And and we we've said it even last year. We didn't say too much. We can go to too much detail, but he sacrificed last season from a wins loss standpoint to set the tone and let people know you either buy in or get out. And, and so to the outside and to the fan base, you know, we, we want wins. We want to see wins. Right. Uh, and so it looked like he just didn't know what he was doing. But but if, if for those that knew what was kind of going on inside, we knew that he was setting the tone in preparation for, for the future. And so now you're seeing that come to fruition. And, and the biggest difference, the reason why it's working this year is because everybody here not only believes in each other, they all believe in him. The, the people you have to believe in the person leading you in order to achieve greatness. And so, what's going on now is there were several guys that didn't believe in him last year. They wanted to buck the system. So now that 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 didn't work out, now that they're gone, everybody here believes in in one another. But they really they believe in the leader.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been a nice transition. And then, I really believe Brooks. They're putting together what can be. I mean, in this a ten, who knows? They're off to a three and zero start. We've talked about how down this a ten is. Yeah, yeah, man. And with. Particularly, as you mentioned earlier, with the way they tested themselves, yeah, this Dayton team right. in the non conference, while well, they didn't come away with anything really on the resume, they got out of it with no bad losses, and they were really tested by multiple top 25 teams that they played and hung tough with in almost Absolutely. every case, with the yep. exception of maybe Oklahoma and getting outgunned a little bit down the stretch. They hung tough, and that is going to serve them, I think, in this A10 particularly, Brooks, because oh, sure. you're going to tell me this Dayton team is any worse than fourth? Come on, get out of town. Nah. In this A10, please.
2: No, and, and, and they're too athletic. They, and get used to that. Dayton fans, get get used to seeing the skill the skill level and the athleticism that it's going to kind of be it's going to outman or overmatch the A10. The the way that, that Anthony recruits, the the level of talent that we're going to see consistently come in here, the level of athleticism, that type of thing, it's going to be BCS type strength and athleticism. That's just going to be too much for the A10. And you're you're seeing it now. Yeah. And, and and we're not even fully, you know, at full strength yet, but but he can recruit um, but again, that buy-in is, is so key that you kind of alluded to, man. You you can have all the talent in the world, but if you're not on the same page and you don't buy into to what the the coach is, is preaching, uh, you're going to underachieve.
1: Yep. Four five seven twelve ninety is the number. John is in Dayton, and John, you said says you want to talk about the road game. What's on your mind?
0: Jeff, hello, it's John. John. Hello. Go ahead, John.
1: Hello. John, go ahead. Get back? What is your thoughts? Hello. Uh, on a bit. All right. Well, John's having some phone troubles, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna move on from that one. Sorry about that. This is uh, <laughs> let's try to get this thing back on the tracks. This is tremendous radio, uh, Brooks. And two, just like I said, what I what I like seeing about this team too is just continuing to keep the momentum going. This is a uh, this is a game I think a lot of fans thought, oh God, here we go with this UMass team coming in here. Yeah. Do they get a letdown? You know, after that tremendous win at GW, but I think and this is something else that larry and i were talking about thursday morning was that this umass team did just enough to get ud's attention beforehand on film not mm. that anthony grant and his staff didn't help doing that but the guys on the team the players where you know let's say they go to U- uh, Slough, which was their last game before tonight and they get blown out by the billikins you right. think oh, psh, whatever right. umass they kept it close brooks and i think you know to larry's point that did enough to have everybody on this roster go oh wait a minute They do just enough to grab your attention before this game, just in case there was any doubt of how seriously you need to take this UMass team. Because, you know, we talked about uh, Rashawn Holloway, a a tremendously, um, you know, uh, a guy who gives Dayton fits. One of the best five players easily in the conference is Juan Pipkins. The kid can just fill it up, and he torched him for over 20 in both games last year. And here they are closing the deal against UMass in a, in a program, Brooks, Brooks, that's been a bugaboo for them for, for years. I mean, they haven't won an Amherst since the first Christmas. But even uh, at UD Arena, they struggled with UMass.
2: Well, and they're, again, they're a tough matchup. They're a tough matchup because they have a capable scorer who can get hot and, and, and carry yeah. them. They've got size, well, 6'11", 315. And then they bring in 6'10", off the bench to replace them. As
1: David Jablonski calls <laughs> him, the Bartolo Colon of 8'10". <laughs> He's a big <laughs>
2: He's a big guy. Can I, mean, I
1: tell you as an Indians fan how much I appreciate like a good that. Bartolo yeah. Colon reference? You like that. Yeah, but yeah. but
2: but anyway, they have the, again, they have the makeup to compete. I mean, they beat Providence yeah. um, by one earlier than the year. You know, that's a tough win. So so yeah, they did enough to get the team's attention and that's a good thing because had we taken them lightly, we lose today. But again, that's that's you give kudos to the coaching staff to have the guys yes. prepared yep. to to make them pay attention to detail. And, and and follow the scouting report.
1: And with as well as this UMass team can shoot from beyond the arc, Brooks, that's right. a team that's going to be feisty For and sure. hang around, yeah. as they're known to do. That, yeah. that opens it – that style of play, if you can shoot the three ball, that's going to open you up to being, uh, you know, kind of stubborn and being able to stick around, particularly in a road environment yeah. like the Arena.
2: And then when you can shoot the three ball and you have size, so then you can space the court with your shooting, and then that gives your big guys room to, to work inside. Man, sometimes that's a tough matchup. Uh, but but Dayton did a great job on Pipkins. He averages 19 a game. He, and he he got, got his average so today. Yeah, yeah but, he, but he took 21 shots right. to do it. You Man know that. that yeah, he wasn't efficient. So so that's a win. Uh, you know, on a check mark as far as the scouting report goes, that's a win. You could make him go eight for 21 from the field. He gets his, but but it wasn't
1: efficient. That's what we call a volume shooter. Volume, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> the Kobe. <laughs> you can tweet me at jbedellwhio. Uh, a couple ways for you to jump on the show, Flyer fans, or you can call us up at 457-1290, or you can take advantage of the Bud Light mic. We'll do that right now. Go to Jeff and
7: Dayton. Hey guys, so you're talking about Pip- Pipkins tonight and I was pretty impressed with the a defensive adjustment we made where uh, Josh Cunningham was on the bench and Obi was in there and they pressured Pipkins out beyond the three-point line because he has eaten us alive from three-point range the last few games where he's going off for 25 and 28. And I, I really liked how they, they pressured it out there and yet yeah, he beat our guy off the dribble and then he ran into Obi back there. And on two consecutive possessions, one, he threw up a wild shot. Another, he tried to make a pass, which was really bad, but it was just because he knew he couldn't shoot it over Obi. You know, they, they're they like, no, we're not going to get beat from three. Go in and try your luck against, you know, our freak athlete in here. And I, I really thought that was a, a great adjustment where Obi has that ability a lot more than a Josh Cunningham to be a little more intimidating with his athleticism. I mean, Josh is a big man. Uh, but Obi, you know, he's, he added a different dimension on that defensive side.
2: Now, no, Jeff, that's a, that's a great point. And actually, that's what separates that's what separates the the mid-major conferences from from your power fives, your BCSs. Uh, you have size like that. You have athleticism like that. You have rim protectors at, at all your SEC schools and your Big Twelve. Even the bottom of the SEC and Big Twelve, they've got six eleven and seven foot down there. So there's those rim protectors. Dayton hasn't had that in a while, guy that plays way above the rim. So if you get beat off the dribble, you have somebody to help out at the second level. So it's nice to have an OB in there uh, to be able to kind of protect the rim uh, to make it tougher whenever you do get beat off the dribble. And also what that does, it allows you to play more aggressively on the perimeter defensively because, you know, you got help behind you. When when, when you're worried and don't think you have any help behind you, then you have to be more cautious uh, on the perimeter, which then leads to you getting lit up on the perimeter because you're playing tentative. So so, Obi man, he makes it, and that's one of those things that it doesn't show up in the box score, you know. It doesn't show up in the box score, but how he impacts the game, you know. And, and what I also love, Obi didn't have a great game today.
1: No, he did not in nope. the box score,
2: you know. And he and, and he didn't play his best game overall, but but little things like Jeff just said, being able to deter, make Pippen take up, pick Pipkins take up some bad shots or or be able to rebound, and, and he's an energy guy. Had an had and one dunk to try to infuse some energy into the team. Yep. Little things like that, that's what makes him very valuable.
1: Or even just a physical, a, a, another physical force on the inside against it, just a low in right. 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 Yeah, Down low. Yep. I would be remiss too, Brooks, if I didn't mention that tonight was uh, Hall of Fame night at UD. We had three more uh, players go into the uh, UD Athletic Hall of Fame. The pride of Versailles, Justine Ratterman uh, for UD Women's Basketball, uh, class of 2012, she went in tonight. Uh, She had an outstanding career, obviously, at UD. That goes without saying. She's now coaching ball down at Miami and Oxford. Uh, uh, Someone's name who I said a lot, a lot over the PA system over at Bojan Field doing that when I was at UD and for about a year after I graduated doing uh, public address work over at Bojan Field. Colleen Williams scoring a whole lot of goals uh, for that Flyers soccer program. Uh, Brooks, class of 13, and Bill Sand, uh, class of 79, going in for football. So three more additions to the uh, UD Athletic Hall of Fame. I voted for you. When are you going in there?
2: Do You tell you. I don't know. Call, make a call for me. Or I'll write a letter because yeah. I voted.
1: You know, for you. They said no, not this year. It's messed yet. up, man. Hey, well, I'll keep stumping for you. I appreciate you, Brooks, You're my for bad. the Hall of Fame. My I'll man. be your campaign manager to get you in that Hall of Fame with Keith. I'm so we can add another Hall of Fame credential to right. this tremendous uh, co-hosting staff. Hey, Dayton winners, seventy-two, sixty-seven. We got to take a break and pay some bills for the last time tonight. But John Biddle, former Flyer, Brooks Hall, and you here for Flyer feedback, which continues the home stretch of it live. Flanagan's Pub after this break, right here
0: on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. W-h-i-o. And watching all of this from the sky, let's go back to Mark Bowen and the WHIO Air Scouts.
5: Thanks, Charlie. Not much changed since we talked to you last, uh, just a few minutes ago. The uh, fire appears to be burning a little more uh,
3: severe now. Those call letters are something else. Those are those are heritage call letters. When people think of, of radio, they think of WHIO.
7: When I was in school growing up in this community, I mean, everybody listened to WHIO and everybody watched WHIO TV.
2: This has been WHIO as long as I've known it, and I think that because of that... That,
7: along with the commitment the radio station has made to news, I still teach, and I and I point to the fact that uh, a lot of stations, most stations, news went out the door years ago. This is a station that takes news seriously.
0: Twelve ninety W H I.
5: Tonight, temperatures dropping off, and we'll drop as low as about 20 degrees in Dayton by the time we get into tomorrow morning. That's going to lead to a possible refreeze of any roads that have snow left on them or just melted snow that was left from the day before. As we go throughout the day on Monday, starting off with clouds, but we're clearing out as the day goes on, so a good amount of sunshine in the afternoon. We'll look at a high temperature on Monday of 30 degrees before colder temperatures move in on Monday night, dropping all the way to 16 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
0: You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey,
1: everybody. For the last time tonight,
0: welcome back into Flanagan's
1: Pub, the best Irish bar in town. Our thanks to our host, Colin Pullman, as always, the owner here at Flanagan's. We appreciate Colin's hospitality. Now, before and after games here at Flannies, before uh, and after every University of Dayton basketball home game. Dayton a winner tonight, seventy-two sixty-seven. They're going streaking, six in a row for <laughs> Anthony Grant and company. They are now eleven and five overall, and three and zero in A-10 play. Brooks, they stay uh, top the A-10 with Davidson among other teams in St. Louis. How about the Wildcats? Don't sleep on that Kellen Grady team down there in uh, in Davidson. Boy, Bob McKillop always has. Uh, Always has great guard play, Brooks, and always has a feisty Wildcats team that can uh, seemingly just hang with anybody in the A-10.
2: That's the A-10 for you, though, man. I mean, that's yeah. just how the A-10 goes. A- anyone can beat anyone on, on any given night. I mean, there's not. <laughs> that's what's scary about the A-10. Yeah. Like, like, Dayton, it feels good knowing that, that we actually have a chance to sneak into the, the tournament this year. I mean, they can get into the A10. Probably yeah. not probably not an at-large bid, but no, but, yeah, and that's, but,
1: let's make that clear. Yeah, yes, yeah, I'm not it saying is, an it is. Bid. It is auto bid or bust at this point. Correct. Yep.
2: And, and so, so through the yep. auto bid, though, you mean to tell me we can beat every team in A10, and and sh- probably at this point should be favored in a lot of those games. But, but, the, but, uh, <laughs> vice versa, we can also lose to teams yes. uh, who, on paper, we shouldn't lose yep. to. You know, so it's just – but it makes it fun. I mean, yeah. it, it makes it fun watching.
1: As, we, if we, as we've as we mentioned a couple times recently, there will be those. They're going to lose one or they two will. that they've got no business losing. They will. Um, but you just hope to limit the times that happens during yeah. conference play. You're going to yeah. have those clunkers. You just try to play damage control and limit the amount of times you're going to go out and do yeah. that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> no, you're right. And, and it, we can't lose sight of what they're doing is really impressive, doing it shorthanded. I mean, we're, we're playing seven guys at most um, –
1: you know, and the seventh is a kid who was. It's, and again, it's no slight against Frankie Policelli, but it was a kid who was raw. They redshirted him, and now he's on the floor, Brooks, because it was that break glass in case of emergency. We don't have any bodies, we got to pull the redshirt and play the kid. Yeah, yeah,
2: and even and, and, and even uh, Cohill, who was he's a good freshman. Cohill will be a good player here, uh, but but he plays you know ten minutes a game. He's not yeah. playing a lot, so we're, we're heavy. We're relying heavily on you know five guys, five six guys, and and but then for them to respond. The way they are, man, it just shows you their toughness and, and the buy-in that you alluded to earlier. The cohesiveness—it's yeah.
1: incredible what you—it's yeah. incredible what you can get when you got that cohesiveness going. Four five seven twelve ninety is the number. Jerry is in Dayton. Jerry, welcome to Flyer Feedback.
0: Hi, great show. Um, thanks for taking my call. I'd like your guys' take on um, how the end-game management when the shot clock is running down. It seems that we don't start the plays until there's about eight or nine seconds and it seems that they need a little bit more time to get a great shot uh, thanks a lot
1: yeah. sure thank you for the call jerry jerry we appreciate you checking in brooks
2: yeah and and that that sometimes happens um and and obviously it's not by design getting into your offense uh, sometimes they take a while getting into their offense which which leads to some some late shot clock decisions but the good thing is is, is we have a player scoochie esch uh, that could get you a shot when he needs to. He can get his shot off. Um, you know, put you in a pick and roll situation, or just beat you off the dribble one on one and create something. But, but yeah, it's not an idea to take. I remember last year, man. We used to think that was happening all the time, where where they were running down eight, seven seconds, and, and not really in an offense. This year, much better, but but it does still happen from
1: time to time. Yeah, and we thank you uh, for checking in here on uh, Flyer Feedback, Jerry. Calling us up at, <clears throat> excuse me, it's that time of year, Brooks. Four five seven twelve ninety. And uh, two, uh, Dayton improving to 9-1 at UD Arena. And another road test Wednesday heading to VCU in, in a rivalry game that we've established. Shouts to VCU trolls on Twitter. Uh, Dayton was 1-8 on the road in A-10 play last year, Brooks. And that's the other, as we talked about, John Tisdale and I, after you and Larry had the call uh, on Wednesday night, the other big step, one of the big steps I'm looking for from this team this year in the maturation process is learn how to win on the road. They just frankly didn't do that last year at all. Their only win on the road period last year was the win at a hapless Richmond Spiders team, and that, that came in conference play at one and eight on the road. So here is a chance to get to now two and zero on the road on Wednesday.
2: Yeah. By the way, we're nine and one at home, and that one loss we handed to Mississippi State. Yeah, that, that, they did. But but anyway, yeah. To yeah. your point, and again, we keep we keep referring to the the cohesiveness or the chemistry that also ties into winning on the road. You, you don't go into um, into hostile hostile territory. And, and, and face adversity and get through it unless you believe in each other, unless your teammates are there to pick you up, unless you trust the coach. And le- If you don't, you're, you're going to drop games on the road. You're going to go 1-8 yeah. and eight on the road. GW, perfect example, down 20-some points in the first half. You, there's no way last yeah. year's team comes back. I personally think it goes from 20 to 40 last year just because of, yeah. of the lack of chemistry. This year, you know, again, it never felt like it was out of reach because this team believes in each other.
1: And a tough road test Wednesday because it's yeah. not like you're going into um, a high school gym that's full of, you know, 150, 500 people at GW. Uh, you are going into a high school-sized gym Wednesday, yeah. but they'll pack it, you know, what's oh, the yeah. elbows, yeah. and that's a hostile environment, bro. So it That's going to be a real tough road test Wednesday um, for this Flyers team. But, you know, in, in A-10 play, you hope to, with the tremendous home court advantage Dayton has, you look to probably, you know, run the table or maybe go – what 8-1 and one at home over conference play in a place like Dayton. You know, Maybe you drop a home game uh, in conference play, but really on the road, you look to go 500, yeah, you split, split your road yeah, games, split the road. and that'll that take care of it, especially in this a 10 but uh, like I said, a chance to get to 4-0 on Wednesday and, and 2-0 on the road, and what, and what probably honestly, Brooks, if you're able to get VCU on Wednesday, that's probably going to be a key win uh, that if you can get the Rams, that's going to come into probably the tiebreaker scenarios when you get down to it, because if I look into my crystal ball for this A ten, I'm thinking it's gonna be Dayton in some sort of order. St. Louis, VCU, Dayton, uh, and Davidson uh and my god, what happened to St. Joe's? I would have had St. Joe's in that conversation three weeks ago, but um, somebody just killed the St. Joe's yeah, Hawks recently. Yeah, yeah. They're just Something's going rudderless on. Right, right now and right. just injuries and oh, they've just gotten blown out. But at some point I in some order it's gonna be those four teams. So you're looking at Brooks grabbing a win that can really be golden for you when it gets down to tiebreaker scenarios for seeding for the A-10 tournament. Yeah,
2: that, that's why it's important for, for the seeding that you, you alluded to. But but really, you're not playing. Yeah, other than seeding, you're, you're playing for preparation for the conference tournament. Yep. Seeding is part of it. But, but really, you just want to make sure that, that, that you're rolling heading into conference play. So even dropping... A game or two, and, and and we don't want them to do that. But it, but it's not the end of the world because again, we want to make sure we're playing great basketball. Late February, right? You know, as that's where it's going to be very very important. This is all nice for chemistry reasons and and confidence and all that. But but really. The real test is how are we playing a month from now. Yes. That, that's what's going to be key.
1: And two, if, if you were to drop Wednesday, it's still not a bad loss because VCU has as close to any – now, nobody in this in this conference has that's it at large. Right. VCU is one of the teams that's come this close. Right. They probably have the league's best win in non-conference at Texas in yeah. Austin against their former coach, Shaka Smart. But there's no, there's no shame in losing to VCU on Wednesday. But it is a rivalry game, and you like to get it because it's a quality win. But if you're going to drop one, that's one that – it's not like losing to LaSalle right. and you know, Tom Gola, Areno and Bingo Hall. Yeah. Uh, it's it's It would be not a bad loss. But you'd like to get them because the sure. yep. closest you can get to a quality win and stand atop the A-10 standing to 4-0. So. No but, hey, Dayton, that's going to do it for us tonight. One more time, the Flyers a winner this evening, 72-67. They get to 11-5 and overall, 3-0 in A-10 play. Our next game is Wednesday. It's a big one, a rivalry game at BCU. We are on the air at 7 with the expanded Bud Light pregame show. Larry has the call at 8. We will see you on the radio Wednesday night, Flyer fans. Until then, from my partner Brooks Hall, I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody, and go Flyers.